Tyler. Breaking news. Breaking news. Give us the whole rundown. So um, we can back up. We could start, I guess, for those that don't follow pickleball as closely as others. Hopefully this will be the last video we make on this topic. Yeah. So we'll try to yeah, like, let's get back include to everything. Playing pickleball. Exactly. Or trying to. Trying to. Well, yeah. Not for me, for you. Um, okay. So just a little recap. So we'll go back to MLP started in 2020. MLP stands for Major League Pickleball. Major League Pickleball yep. started in 2021. Okay. Right. And they hosted their first event. Their first event at the end of the year, at the end of 2021, yep. I think in November, October, November. Yeah. And it was a big deal. Yep. It was huge. It was a great success. Everybody was pumped. They loved it. Uh, PPA players at that time were allowed to play in it. Mm -hmm. All the pros played in it. Yep. And it was a massive success. And it was a team format. Team format. Which hadn't really been done at this level. Up yeah. Up till then. Exactly. And the difference was it was team. And then like they created, <laughs> as opposed to like the word, I would say the word like tournament or tour event. It was a part, it was an event. A team event. A, yeah. It was like a party almost, mm -hmm. right? Like <laughs> not that it wasn't like competitive. It was crazy competitive. Yeah. But it was just this massive production. You don't have any players on court 32 on a, you know, tape lines and a temporary net. Mm -hmm. Right. It was a huge production. Yep. And so it was a big hit for fans. It was something we've never seen. It was rally scoring. They did the dream breakers. You had freaking, you know, players, men against women in singles for the first time that we never saw before. Right. Yep. Um, and it was a big success. So the following year, PPA 2022, I think PPA realized like, this is great, mm -hmm. but these are our players that you are essentially making money off of. Mm -hmm. Right. And so PPA ends up saying, Hey, that, you know, you our players that are contracted to play with us cannot play an MLP. And so MLP goes on anyways, mm -hmm. And they run their own events. Well, they run these they events. Say, we're still doing it without you guys. Yep. We're going to do it without you guys. We have players that are not contracted just to play in the PPA. There's other players out there. And, mm -hmm. you know, they got the Rafa Hewitts and the Paris Todds mm -hmm. and the Lee Whitwells. And they ran their own event. And it was still a success. But obviously, it was kind of, I felt like 2022 was more of an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't have the top players in the world. Yeah. Right? They didn't even have the top not, it wasn't even just like the top, you know, five, it was like the top 30, mm -hmm. right. There was just, and there was just missing players there. And, and, and so they ran their, their event the whole season. So the end of 2022 comes and they meet again mm -hmm. and they decide, Hey, you know what? I like both sides and they come to an agreement mm -hmm. and there's terms of that agreement. PPA MLP come to an agreement, come to an agreement. And they say, yep. Our players can now play MLP again. And so they have a term sheet. Mm -hmm. Everybody signs this term sheet. Everything's looking good. And so they play the first event, which was what? Mesa? Mm -hmm. January. January. Like 2023. Yep. So they play the Mesa event. <clears throat> Big success. People are loving it. They have scheduled six events throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So three in season one, three in season two. So season one comes to an end. PPA obviously is still running their tour events between these, or we should say MLP is running their events between PPA events. But mm -hmm. so June comes season ends and everybody's pumped for season two. 
they're talking about how, you know, everybody's co- coexisting. Things are great. They have their draft in July, which we were there. Yep. Um, and then a few weeks later, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best way to put it, right? Yeah. We actually go into a little bit more detail in a different video. So we're not going to um, yes. talk about that here. So go back to another video of ours. We'll try to put it in the description. Yeah. So that comes to a conclusion. Yeah. So it comes to a conclusion. Um, and yeah, basically Steve Kuhn decides that he doesn't like the terms of this merger and he wants to break it off, even though they've already agreed to terms. And then we have this, like that we've spoke about ad nauseum now. Did I use that word right? I'll have to look it up. I feel like I did. Um, there's just this huge arms race and everybody starts signing as many players as possible. Yep. So that goes on for a month. Well, the signing of players was like two weeks. It was a whirlwind, but this whole thing goes on for a month and literally like in six weeks, they're back to agreeing to terms of a merger. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of things in this merger that, that are still unanswered Mm -hmm. and we had Tim parks on. So go check out that episode. And And also to preface this, Steve Kuhn, he's the, the founder. Yeah. He was the CEO. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he's the whole reason MLP started. He's the founder. He started it. Yeah, he's it was his vision. Mm-hmm. He's a visionary behind it. He was allegedly the money behind it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he's the reason that it, that it even existed to begin with. Um, and then, so yeah, Steve didn't want to do this, essentially this merger with PPA. He thought that they could get, you know, more critical mass in the PPA. And he started this kind of the, what we've been calling a hostile takeover. Mm-hmm. And so the tour wars begin again for the second time. Um, They come to agreements. You know, I think that I don't think that Steve was very much in agreement with the merger. Um, He almost essentially was was cut out. Merger terms were agreed to where they said, hey, Steve is the whole reason that we're in this position. Good. The good and bad. Um, And they asked all of the owners to give Steve between two and three percent of Mm -hmm. all their teams. Um, as like a goodwill for Steve to have something, you know, like here's your parting gift. I don't know who agreed to that or who didn't agree to that, but that's yeah. kind of an interesting play on things. So that happens. Kumbaya. Cincinnati was awkward, right? Everything was awkward, but now it seems like things are moving in the right direction. And then 48 hours ago, mm-hmm. there's an owner's meeting and we don't have like fully all, I mean, we've been given bits and pieces from multiple sources, we'll say like multiple sources. And so we'll try and piece together the best that we can. Yeah. But essentially there's an owner's meeting. Steve Kuhn is on that call, but Al Tylus and Jason Stein, who are now the new preferred investors of the, of the merger mm-hmm. or two of their preferred investors, I believe along with Dundon and they were not, they were not invited to the call. Mm-hmm. I believe that they were actually, not invited for a reason. Mm-hmm. So they have this owner's call on the owner's call. In essence, there was some disagreements about strategy moving forward. Keen Kuhn is leading the call. He gives this big rah-rah speech to start. And then basically says, you know, we need money. We need to sell a team mm-hmm. is my understanding. And they were like, well, the, selling another team now goes against the terms of the new merger. Yeah. And so that ended up being a point of contention. Um, And all along with MLP, MLP is known for 
higher 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 price payouts mm-hmm. treating their players very well yeah the production of all their events have been extremely high yeah but a lot of people fail to realize the economics behind this yeah the economics behind mlp is that at the moment they were not profitable or even making money they were losing a lot of money and i don't think a lot of people realize that yeah and we don't know obviously the financials behind it i don't think anybody really understands and, and listen losing money is not necessarily bad i mean I we mean, always all businesses lose money Uber, start, tesla right? all yeah. these large companies they lost money for multiple years yeah i mean people are losing money but it's it's do you have a viable business model that in the end you exactly know, and, and i think mlp does but the reality is yes they were losing money uh, and they didn't have a, they, you know, they, they don't have a huge TV deal, right? There's yeah. not a TV contract there. They're not backed by these venture capitalists yeah. or these private equities or these large banks or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. At this point they're, they're not, I mean, do, are there billionaire owners who could obviously dig into their pockets and pay for things? Yes. But at this point we hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so essentially Steve basically says, you know, let's sell another team. Um, now I know MLP is sold. I don't know how I was told that MLP sold four teams for $6 million. I don't know how accurate that is, mm-hmm. but that's $24 million that I don't, I, I guess maybe that went to production costs. I don't know where that money went. Yeah. I'm not really sure. And I don't know if that number is accurate. So if someone wants to correct us on that, but we were told four teams were already sold for 6 million a piece uh-huh. and maybe the money was, you know, who knows where that point is Steve decides to, I don't want to use the word pull a fast one, but Steve decides to move the goalposts one more time. Mm-hmm. And at that point, um, several members that are on the MLP board. Okay. Not the new company board, but the MLP board were like, dude, we're out. We're over this. We're out. Mm-hmm. So um, Millie, I can't remember everybody, but they essentially, Three members of the MLP board resigned, resigned yeah. leaving just two, two people remaining. And the next morning, Al Tylus gets word, I believe Jason Stein, they get word that they were, uh, it's kind of funny, that they had this meeting mm-hmm. and what Steve was trying to do. And so Al Tylus is like, I'm over it, I'm done. And he resigns from the MLP board. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I think Steve didn't get the reaction he was hoping for. He didn't get like that, that rallying cry didn't quite work. Mm -hmm. The owners didn't, you know, merge together and get ready to go to war one more time. Because, because the thing is, is there are owners that don't love this deal. Mm -hmm. They don't love this merger. They don't love this deal. They don't think it's a great deal for the owners. They think it's a great deal for Tylus and Stein. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's either, neither here nor there, but they, in the end, it, it's probably the best deal for the league and it's the best deal for the players. Yeah. But there's, there's definitely owners that, that disagree with at least portions of this deal. Sure. Um, which you're always going to have that, right? Yeah. No one's ever going to be a hundred percent. Yeah. Happy. And there's other owners that wanted to, that didn't want to merge and they wanted to freaking let's go to war. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's, let's hire the lawyers. Let's go after it. We've got more players than they do. We've got enough money. Let's go get it. So, I mean, there's a disagreement on both sides there. Um, and so anyways, the next day, Steve, basically, I think he has a little bit of a, we'll call it a come to Jesus meeting with himself, uh-huh. realizes that maybe he's finally lost, you know, his last allies within the MLP and he releases a statement. Yeah. 
So he sends out an email to all the owners, right? Yes. Yep. So he sends out an email to all the owners. Yeah. And I mean, we don't need to read it word for word, but do you want to recap it? What it yeah, says? basically what he says is, I'm sorry. Sometimes I let my emotions get the best of me. Um, I have these huge visions for how I expect things to be. And, you know, essentially I don't always see, you know, all the consequences of my actions. Yeah. We'll say it like that. And he essentially steps down, mm-hmm. says that he will no longer be on the MLP board. He relinquishes his votes. He asks essentially that they take mercy on him. And I mean, lack of a better word, please don't sue me. Um, and then he says, please also, you know, let me just go in peace and run duper. Mm-hmm. Don't get rid of any of my duper employees. I really wouldn't. Be able to live. He's really standing up for his employees. He was. He he always has. Yes, he has. Steve's a good, like, he's a nice guy. Like, he's a, I think that, I think that he's a well-intentioned guy with a big heart. I'll say that. Uh But he also has this, he, like we said, he's P.T. Barnum. Yeah. He's got this grandiose vision of everything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that gets in the way of the obstacles that are actually there, right? He looks past them because he can see, you know, for example, Duper. He sees Duper as a billion-dollar business. He yeah. sees $100 million a year. I mean, 2 million people paying $50 a month, yeah. 2 million players playing $50 a month. Like that's a, That makes it a billion-dollar business, 10x of $100 million, right? Yeah. Problem is, is your algorithm sucks, Yeah. right? People are, are having complaints. Not everybody uses Duper. There's four different rating systems. And it's like, so I see where he wants to get, but you've got to take the little steps to get there. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, he steps down. He does say, please spare my employees. Don't let any of my employees go. You know, I don't want anybody to lose their jobs. Um, and I'll ride off into the sunset and I'll go run duper. And that's kind of where we're at. And yeah, we can draw our own conclusions from that, which yeah. we've kind of, we've talked to a few people. Mm-hmm. The majority of people we've spoke with said this, they do think that this actually makes the merger easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it creates a different set of hurdles, but he was a kind of a major hurdle mm-hmm. for them to get over. And so they feel like this will be, you know, this will be a, uh, in the end, once they get through a few things, this will be a good thing for the merger and a good thing for pro pickleball. Gotcha. Anything else we'd like to add here? What's your, what, I mean, what's your take? Tyler? So we're going to another video. Should we get more into details on the other video or talk about that here? About just kind of everything going on. No, let's, we could talk about it. Here. So I've had a lot of people talk to me and one in particular, you know him as well. And he keeps bringing up the point how nobody is talking about the fact that this whole situation going on right now, why was it started? I mean, you talked about Steve Kuhn, his vision, and this person, not me, this person said 100% greed. It was 100% greed to control the market, to dominate the market, and be in control. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. And had had Steve Kuhn or these other players or these other people in the position gone at it a different way, I think this all could have been avoided 100%. Yeah. I I mean, I think so too. I think the interesting thing about it is that there is a lot of money backing MLP and there's obviously a lot of money backing PPA. So it is weird that sometimes it takes like you're back against the wall and you're, you know, you have nowhere to turn before these guys actually stepped up. Does this devalue MLP teams? 
Um, or I, increase the value. I think that it would, I actually, oddly enough, I think that once this merger is complete and everything's complete, I think it's going to increase the value mm-hmm. because I think that it stabilizes things. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, the contracts are wild and I don't know who we, who we have. To, I mean, and I don't think that they're, some of them are not, let's just call it what it is. I've been very honest about this. Some of them people don't deserve them, but it is what the market, the market's the market. So you can't knock somebody's hustle for getting a good deal. But do the craziest part about all of this is they probably could have got away with 12, $15 million less, less. Yeah. And, um, I don't know who's to blame for that. Right? That's what this, my friend said. And also Tim Parks, he said, had we gone up to all these players even two months ago and offered yeah. them significantly less money, yeah. Tim Parks said a hundred percent, not even 99, but a hundred percent of them would have yeah. taken it. Yeah, for sure. And, and now you have this massive payroll of 30 to $40 million or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And so, um, that's a pretty big, uh, bullet to bite. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. And, and you wonder, like, truthfully, you wonder, do they, like, I mean, obviously right now at this point, it sounds like everything's moving forward and they're like, look, you know, we, you know, we can make this work and we're just gonna, you know, we're going to obviously have a pretty high burn rate for three years. And hopefully, you know, the sport continues to grow and we get, we land a TV deal and all these things. And then three years from now, we look back and think, yeah, those contracts actually weren't that bad. And we're making, we're all making money and everybody's happy. One thing I want to point out, I mean, I, I, I preface this every time I talk, I'm friends with the PPA Yeah, and I was talking to them and somebody said, what if the PPA had done what MLP is doing? They would be labeled as a Ponzi scheme. They'd be labeled as this and that liars. They'd be labeled as they'd be blown up all across the internet. So I agree. But why is that? Is that because the PPA's previous reputation or why, why is that? I would say, yeah, I would say the reputation. And you think it's because their previous reputation, like sure. where I'm telling you, MLP has created this environment of fun, of a, like a party of mm-hmm. like, right. Where like, and I'll tell you this right now. I, I, Connor Pardo straight up told me, he said, Jimmy, if I am not making money on an event, I am not doing it. Uh-huh. Like that's a, you know. I think he's it's okay. business. Yeah. yeah. I think he's okay with me saying that. Yeah. He said, if I'm not making money on an event, I'm not going to, and it's a s- certain amount of money. Yeah. It's a specific number. And it's not even like where the PPA is making profit. It's where everybody's getting paid. Yeah. You know, his employees is, you know, and that's his number and that's yeah. what he shoots for His everybody's got to get paid as opposed to just doing an event to do an event. Yeah. And so that's where it becomes a little bit different. And, and, you know, he, he said, I've had to cancel events before mm-hmm. for that reason. Yeah. And so I think that that does make him maybe if obviously you hear that side of it, you know, he's a little bit less of a villain because you realize, yeah. you know, why he's doing it. But if you just look at the front of it, you're like, why is Con- Connor canceling events? Why, you know, why are there costs being cut here? Why are these things happening? And then he becomes that face and that villain. Yeah. I just think it's funny because I mean, within the pickleball industry, this is actually massive news, like massive. This is 
really big news yeah. what's going on yeah. but outside of the pickleball community i mean if you were to tell somebody what happened i'll say somebody resigned and that's so, that. so why, are, that big why are some of these other people not covering this that's that's another point is i've talked to some people and they said they've even offered these other large publications other news sources to leak it or to give them more information and a lot of them have not reported on it which is yeah. a little bit interesting because within the pickleball community as i just said this is massive news is it because they're controlled by big pickle big pickle is paying out big money and so they're controlling them they're controlling them like they're yeah and so that's one of the things we are trying to do the best of that we can is just bring you guys reliable credible information um on what's going on in the pickleball world yeah we're gonna try and always stay unbiased um and do the best we can but to some extent to some yeah sure i mean tyler you know he can't help himself but (laughs) But we're going to try and do the best we can. But my own personal opinion is I think this creates a different set of hurdles, but I actually think in the end, this is better for the merger. I think that this will actually help the merger. Um, If I had to put a prediction on things, which we all know that my predictions are about 25% true, but when they are, they're big, 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 if true, like Maddie Pickle says, like for example, Hayden upsetting fed. Um, I think that in January we're combined schedules out everybody moves forward let's take one quick step back and then we'll try to wrap this up do you know why mlp was trying to cut costs and get everything in line yeah so i was told i was heard from a couple people that mlp essentially has to be debt free by the end of the year uh-huh. so yeah they in have order to be, for the merger yeah, they got to get their books in order their ducks in a row yeah and they so want to see financials why, all yeah. those things and so that's why mlp was starting to piggyback on PPA's venues and they're starting to cut costs yeah, here which, and there, which is kind of sense. a smart move. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not bagging that by any means. And, I'm and, just Tim, saying. and Tim Parks came on and he told us he flat out said, you know, there's eight people in a basement, yeah, running MLP and there and PPA has an entire freaking sixty person, you know, corporation, yeah, and they know how to run events, and so why would you try to run events where you have to basically outsource everything? When you have it right here and you have a, you have a willing partner. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a smart move. So yeah, it's a very shrewd move by them. So I think that the MLP was just trying to, you know, you got, you can't bring essentially, they can't bring debt to the merger Yeah, is what I was told, which makes sense. Awesome. PPA doesn't want to take on MLP's debt. Nobody wants to take on debt and vice versa. So I still think that at the in the end, this is going to work out. I think that it's going to be good for both sides. I think that you have very, very smart people running this. Um, I actually think that if, you know, the top guy, the guys in charge are, are Tom Dundon, obviously Connor Pardo, Al Tylus, Jason Stein, and then you have, you know, Tim Parks in there, whatever role he ends up playing. Mm-hmm. I actually think that, you know, those guys have proven that they can run viable businesses. You know, they're proven yep. that they're very smart guys. They're very, 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 I don't know how many varies wealthy yep. for a reason. And I, yeah, I'm excited for the future of pickleball. Cool. Love so, it. So this was your breakdown of kind of what's been going on. As I said, in pickleball, this is actually massive news outside of pickleball. They would yeah, just nobody cares. The, nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares. But. So, pretty interesting. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. Yes.